Welcome to Leadership DDS, where leadership, dentistry, and life collide. My name is Shondell Sutherland, and I am joined here with... Dr. Scott Sutherland, and it is episode four. I cannot believe we're already on episode four. It's awesome. Yeah, time's flying. And today we're going to talk about the mission statement. Yeah, this is one of my favorite topics to talk about with business owners and leaders because this really helps lead a team and bring clarity. And that is what we've been talking about is what is the foundation of clarity because every leader craves it. And we made the bold statement that clarity changes everything. And I think you did a really good job of telling the story about going to the airport down I-5. You've got to catch your plane and you're making good time and then you hit fog. Right. And that that slows down the entire momentum of the mm-hmm. trip. So it's a bummer. And so not only is that the case, you're going slow, but it creates a lot of tension. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are gripping the wheel, you're straining to see the road, and it's just like how it is operating a business without purpose, without values, without a mission statement, and without vision. Yeah, and you spent quite a little time in that, uh, what, eight years of <laughs> dentistry without right. that. Yes, I did. Yeah, and we've been talking about the transformation that Scott went through in his practice as he started implementing these different things. Now, your mission statement was something that you actually had for quite a few years. So why don't you quick tell a story. What is the mission statement so we all know what it looks like? And then how did you formulate that? Yeah, we exist to assist our patients in achieving oral health. Note everyone, it's only eight words long. One more time. To assist our patients in achieving oral health. And I came up with this uh, sitting in a class. Lecturer was talking about mission statement. And I thought, wow, I really do need this. Mm -hmm. So I just grabbed my napkin, Mm -hmm. made a few notes, and within two minutes... I had formulated a mission statement that I just wadded up and put in my pocket. Yeah, and it but was, I never forgot it. Isn't that great? Yeah. And I remember when we uh, were started dating, and of course, I have to be a business consultant wherever you go, even on a date. Yeah. <laughs> and I asked you, um, "What is your mission statement?" And you just rattled that thing off. Yeah, I was so proud. <laughs> I actually, had one. <laughs> And if you've heard other episodes, you've just heard that we did not have the values defined and that was a that was a difficulty to overcome. But the mission statement was very clear. And I think that is yeah. it is true for a lot of us is that if we just take a moment and we get inside of what we're really passionate about and what we really want, it really comes flowing out. And it doesn't mean that it comes out in two minutes like that was pretty easy for you, um, but it yeah. is that important and it will be that real when it really does happen. And um, so let me just give a little bit on the mission statement. So for those who maybe not know what that is or why that is important, the mission statement answers the question, you know, what does your company do? Like, who do you serve? And how how does this really make you different? That's what we're looking for. And if you look up the word mission in a dictionary, it means a specific task with which a person or group is charged. And I love that. 
because that's pretty much what it is. And so you kind of have to define your group once you know your group. In this case, it was an organization. But we'll share later in the episode that when you and I first got married, we came up with our family mission. Like, I think any purposeful union of people, a group of people, need a mission statement to answer the what are we going to do now that we are together. And I feel like we did a good, good job orienting our team around that mission. Um, So let me just give you a few things of it real quick before we jump in is a mission should be like Scott is about eight words or so. Like when you really get to the meat of it, you can have some other flower words, but people can't remember more than seven or eight words. And so I think that's a key piece. And you want some verbs in there so, so that people know what they're supposed to do. Action words. Yes, action words. And if possible, like who are you trying to reach? Like what Mm -hmm. is it, the group of people that you want to perform this action for? And that's just a really good way to, to think about it. And um, a mission statement should be no more than a single sentence. That's what I was saying. So I, I'm giving you some right. clues here. And it needs to be really understood. So if you think about a 12-year-old, you know, uh, they need to easily understand what you're talking about so that people can remember in their head. And then um, I love this because the mission really came forth from military terms. And so I always giggle that you should be able to know it at gunpoint because that's how military people operate. Like they didn't right. know if you were a spy or you really are a part of the team. So they, like, what's but the that mission? That was serious. Yeah, it was very because serious. If you didn't know your mission, you would get shot. Yeah, exactly. And so we kind of laugh because that's the kind of adrenaline test we put um, some of our staff members in in the staff meeting when we look right. and we call them by name. What is our mission statement? And they are, if they're able to repeat it, then we're just gleefully happy. And if not, then that means we need a little more education. Yeah. Yeah. And so a mission statement is super helpful because along with the values and the purpose, it helps you with your hiring. It helps you understand who you're going to bring into the team and what you want them to do. Because if they're not passionate about the same thing you're passionate about, it's going to be a very, very long, arduous um, relationship because we're not all on the same page here for the same reason. Yeah, it's super helpful to have the right people who align with your mission. Yeah, absolutely. Because if that's not the case, you're kind of in the fog again. Yeah, and we had an interesting um, hiring situation where our mission helped us escape a uh, bad hire for us and really great person. So why don't you tell that story real quick? I love the way you tell it. Yeah, we we were bringing in an associate dentist and uh, we had interviewed a few people. This particular lady... Uh, dynamic uh, individual and a, an absolute dynamo uh, dentist. She she came to our office. We interviewed her. And, you know, just in the course of the interview, trying to, you know, make sure, okay, is she going to be the right fit for our culture? And, you know, is she also going to be the right fit for our mission? Yeah, because she had really offered, hey, let me show you my stuff. You know, I'll come in, put me up in a hotel for the night, and the next day I'll work, and I'll work just for what I produce. And um, so we had her for an interview the night before, and we had her all scheduled for the next day. And you asked her a really important question. Yeah, what is your ideal day? And it, she didn't even hesitate. No, she and so she rattled off all these very high productive procedures. And and I thought, okay, yeah, I. 
totally understand that. Yep. I get it. She had a number she wanted at the end of the day, and that was ideal. That was right. Yep. Yeah. I loved and, it. And maybe that was the direction she thought my question was going. Yep. When I talked about my ideal day, were all the great patients that I mm-hmm. get to see on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And and patients that I have established a relationship with mm-hmm. over the course of many, many years. Mm-hmm. And to me, my ideal day is having all these wonderful people come in at, that I have educated and have built a relationship with based on trust for well over almost two decades. Yeah, and I remember that our dear EF2 that had been with you for like 15 years, Yeah, uh, her ideal day was very similar. Yeah. And maybe a few different adjectives and stuff, but it was great because we're like, yeah. It and, was. And so that was a very, we went home and talked about that a little bit. We're like, oh. It was an aha. That's moment. interesting. And we just said, oh, that's interesting. And again, giving her the benefit of the doubt that maybe you know, so then yeah. the next day. So the next day, we really put her to work. I I gave her a lot of production, and and she did it and kept pace all day. Did a great job. Uh, her her treatment was excellent. I also had her do some hygiene exams, and I had a few patients get a little upset with what she was diagnosing a little and then I had to come in (laughs) and I had to take a look and I ended up sitting the patient up and saying okay well let me just tell you uh this particular dentist a little more aggressive than I am and not everybody needs six to eight veneers you know (laughs) yeah or a crown on every tooth yeah and and so I you know I'm exaggerating a little bit but her way of doing treatment planning was a little more aggressive than mine. Right. So maybe wasn't going to be the right fit. Right. And this was super key because she had no interest in educating. She wanted to produce. Yeah. And again, neither of these are bad. And I'm sure she does do some educating in her work. Like, But the point was that wasn't going to work for us because we're all about the education. We're all about caring for our patients. We are all about being a, a team player. Like that's our blood that's running through us. And so it was so great because we could have been really seduced by one getting help. Like we were underwater and we were desperate. We live in a little town that doesn't attract great talent necessarily. Right. And so we were kind of desperate. And these are some signs for y'all of how you, where you get seduced. And second of all, she's talking about making us a ton of money, right? Yeah. If it wasn't for our mission statement, we, you would have been doing damage control for years. All the time. For years. Yeah. Which would have been the opposite of what you are trying to produce in your office. Right. And I, I do want to, I want to back up and explain something too real quick because, and I did have one of my hygienists, uh, just an amazing hygienist, pull me aside one day and say, I'm really amazed at how great our patients' mouths look. Mm. The dentistry looks wonderful. They're taking better care of their mouths. It looks great. And and that thrilled me. And in fact, that is what ultimately fostered my vision. 
for the practice. Oh, which we'll get to next time. Yes. Nice tease. (laughs) Thank you. So as we're thinking about, and as you're thinking about your mission statement, what it does is it absolutely helps you stay on this path that is clear and everyone's always in line. So in our staff meetings, every single time, what are we talking about? We are talking about educating ourselves first so that we can educate our patients. What are the stories we tell? We talk about the different things that we're learning to teach our patients more. What does our social media look like? There are all sorts of pictures about how we're caring for people, how we're working together as a team. Those are our purpose and our values. And then lots of education for our patients of how to take care. And one of my favorite stories of how this all works together is uh, during COVID, when we were all off, our hygienist just kept posting uh, on our Facebook about how people could help in their home care because they, and she would say, Hey, a lot of you are missing your six month, three month checkups and you need to be doing these things until we can get you back in. And it was just awesome because it wasn't talking about all the dangers. If you don't get your six month exam, it was, Hey, while you cannot be coming in, here are all the things you can do. And I remember when I showed you that post on Facebook, we were high-fiving each other. We're like, yeah. yes, this is what we're about. You know, it's all about the patients. And that's why I believe that the story that you told me on Tuesday, what happened to you on Tuesday, has got to be one of our ending stories here. Yeah, that was that was pretty exciting. Yeah. Because, uh, we had this patient, longtime patient, he moved away. He lives about four hours from us, and he called, wanted to schedule an exam. So Fred drives all the way over mountains, in the snow. A different state. From another state. Comes in, and he wants me to take a look at his treatment plan and to do an exam. So I look at the treatment plan, and it, there, there was a lot going on here. I explained it to him. Multiple implants a hybrid screw-on denture, and all these components, extractions. Well, Fred didn't understand very much of it. His wife said, hey, you know, this seems to us like a Ferrari treatment plan, and we're Subaru people. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And is there any other option? And so I looked at the x-rays. I took a look in Fred's mouth and sat him back up talk to him, you know, yes, Fred, there are some options here. And what you could do is you could have fewer implants, you could have a snap indenture. And, you know, I think that'll work out really well for you. And and Fred was thrilled. And and Fred says to me, okay, I want you to do it. And so, you know, here's the good news. I, I had spent a lot of time with Fred over the years. I had explained to him that, Fred, you got to take better care of your teeth. You're, you're going to end up with some major problems down the road if you don't. And he was one of those patients that every time he came in, something was wrong. And I hated that. And so I really wanted Fred to get the message that, hey, you got to take better care of your teeth. So I educated him as much as I possibly could. But ultimately, I had, I had warned him, he's probably going to lose them all. So you took his $27,000 treatment plan that was his consequence. (laughs) Right. And I reduced it to about 20. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And that is what our goal was. 
as an office was to keep people out of those situations. Yeah. And you can't keep everybody. And there's all sorts of reasons that people have to end up in that chair, but that's going to be next time when we talk about the vision before we end, I want to just tell everyone that you can also use a mission statement and we highly recommend it for your family. And I alluded to it a little bit, but just if we can go back to kind of a formula, we talked about these seven words and um, here's a good little formula to follow. And I'm just going to use it. I'll use the one for our family. Okay. What is it before I, I'll test you right now on the live, live on the air. Okay. To equip, encourage, and exhort our community. Oh, that was good, everybody. Hey, good job. So what that formula is, is basically filling in this statement. My mission is to. And so you heard these three verbs, action words, right, right. that are important to us. And it took us a long time to get to those three words yeah. that really um, are what we are about. And then this core value that we're really into, right, we're really into it. And then the group that you want to serve, which is our community. And now you heard how quick it was and how sweet and easy. But if you really want to know about that, then we're going to have to probably take about three or four minutes to explain what we mean by each one of those words. Who's our community? What's our core value in that? But look at that, you guys. I just looked Scott in the eye and asked him, what is our mission as a family? And he knew it. That's what you want. And the decisions that we made when we decided to do foster care, we said, yes, this is a way that we can fulfill our mission. We can encourage, we can equip, and we can exhort. And this is how we're going to help our community. And then when we got out of foster care, it was the same reason because we wanted to take it to the next level, which was with our nonprofit, J Factor Kids. And so as you do this mission for your business, do it for your home too, because the same principles apply. And you want your kids to live with intention. You want your, your life as a couple to be with intention. And that will always bring you back to it. Yeah. And make sure that your five-year-old can repeat it. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. If your five-year-old gets it, hey, you're golden. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I guess it's time to land the plane. Yes. All right. You want to do it? You want me no, to do it? go right ahead. <laughs> All right. We're so glad that you joined us today. And next time we're going to be talking about vision and kind of bringing all this together and how you really create a vision statement. So I hope you'll join us. Uh, we would love to have your comments. We'd love to hear your questions. We really want to get into answering your questions. And you can send those to podcast at shondellgroup.com. Nice. That's so good. And you can also find us on the web at leadership dds.com and again we just appreciate the fact that you subscribe and rate us and all those fun things so we can have more people find us all right we hope you have an amazing day and remember to be the best you can be everybody bye-bye